What's up, sports fans? This is L.A. Courtside Podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And I am your host, L.A. Ray. This is a Clipper-Laker podcast all the way up to the Western Conference Finals when these two great teams will reach the finals in the Western Conference before they go on and play someone from the Eastern Conference for the NBA Championship. Before I start this uh, first segment, though, uh, I'd like to just give prayers out to Tiger Woods, who most of you know by now got into a horrific uh, vehicle accident yesterday outside of uh, Los Angeles. Let's just hope and pray that Tiger Woods has a full recovery of some uh, very, very serious injuries uh, to both his legs and his uh ankle from which I understand was shattered so again um, much love and prayer out to Tiger Woods and his family you know to his children and let's hope he has a full recovery one thing I don't like to see that I've been seeing you know you have all this coverage on the news and it's, of course it's going to be covered as Tiger Woods and this is a huge story but the the negativity that comes out of these stories, you know, without any proof or without any investigations being done yet or anything like that. You know, I just hear the questions asked, you know, was he under the influence? You know, was he drinking or uh, was were there uh, pain pills involved? Because we all know he's been going through, uh, you know, more back uh, problems. So. Uh, naturally, people will come out and say or speculate that uh, part of this issue was he may have been under the influence of something. But, you know, let's not jump the gun on that. Um, you know, let the investigations, you know, take its course. Let's just pray for recovery right now instead of uh, going down that deep hole uh, right away with speculation and innuendo and things like that. So. Again, uh, prayers out to uh, Tiger Woods and his family. Let's hope he has a full recovery. In this first segment, I want to start off talking about the L.A. Lakers and the predicament that they're in with the injuries or the injury to Anthony Davis. And uh, Shooter is still out of the lineup as well uh, with the uh, COVID protocol. Not even sure when Shooter is going to be back. But... Since uh, AD left that Denver game and uh, the Lakers lost that game, 122 to 105 uh, back last week, uh, the Lakers have lost three out of their next four games. They did beat the Minnesota Timberwolves, 112 to 104, where LeBron James had 30 points in that game. Uh, The last three games, though, they have lost. They've lost to the Brooklyn Nets, 109 to 98. They lost to the Miami Heat in a really, really tough game. Uh, really good basketball game, though. 96-94. to And then on Monday, they lost to the Wizards, 127-124. to And what I want to point out again is what I pointed out in my last episode uh, regarding LeBron James. So I just want to touch on that a little bit more and, and expand on that. Uh, in my last episode, I discussed that LeBron James looks to be a tired basketball player. And it has definitely showed in uh, these last three games. 
Uh, LeBron James, for example, from Three Piece Land, Three Piece Dinner. He's only four out of 24 from three. Now, what that suggests is that, you know, he could be tired. You know, he's he's putting up a lot of shots. And when you put up that many shots uh, in, in these games and then you have tired legs, it's going to show on a three point shot. And again, he's four out of 24 from three in his last three games. Now, earlier in the year, of course, LeBron James was shooting very, very well from three. Um, you know, a lot better than I've seen him in the past. But uh, lately, that shot has not been falling from him for him. And, you know, he's putting it all on his shoulders. You know, he's the king. And that's what he's supposed to do. He's the king. You know, he's the face of the franchise. He's the face of the NBA. So uh, in his mind, you know, he's going to take that on. You know, LeBron James is not going to shy away from any challenge, even one as huge as this. But at some point, the coaching staff, uh, namely head coach uh, Frank uh, Vogel, he's going to have to start to limit some of LeBron James's minutes. Now, that's obviously, you know, counterintuitive to uh, maybe winning some basketball games. Some of these games they can win without LeBron James playing, say, 42 minutes. He's playing almost 40 minutes a game in these last, you know, four or five, six games. And eventually that's going to catch up to someone of his age. He's, you know, LeBron James has been in the league for, <clears throat> excuse me, 18 years, 17 or 18 years. And, um, you know, he's 36, 37 years old. And he has a lot of miles. He has a lot of miles on those legs. He's played in a lot of games, you know, a lot of championship se playoff series, championship series, ridiculous all-star games like he's going to play in this one. I wish there was some way that he didn't have to play in this game, go home and get some rest. But uh, that's another subject for another day, I guess. But saying all that to say the Lakers, um, they may have to to look to make some sort of deal. No, I'm not saying that they should panic or anything like that. But it's obvious that they need shooters on this team, uh, you know, against the Brooklyn Nets. You know, LeBron was 14 out of 23. Again, took 23 shots, made 14 of them. But from three-piece three, three piece land, he was only one of six. Scored 32 points in that game, eight rebounds, seven assists. Um, but, um, you know, 23 shots and only one of six from three uh, tells me that um, dude may be getting tired. Kuzma had a, a decent game uh, against the Nets by scoring 16 points. But... They didn't get much else from uh, any of their other players. Uh, you know, Keith Morris, he only played 10 minutes. He had no points. And, you know, Caldwell Pope only had nine. He was three of eight from the field. Getting very, very inconsistent play from KCP. Uh, Matthews, you know, I'm not sure what exactly he brings to this team. You know, some days you'll look out there and, Wow, you know, Wes Matthews, he had a couple of threes and, you know, made a couple of good defensive plays. But other game, other times, like in this Brooklyn Nets game, you know, he only had two points, played 24 minutes, one of four. I'm not really sure what exactly what his role is on this team yet. And uh, as far as Gasol, Mark Gasol, I mean, the, uh, the Laker fans on Twitter, they've really been kind of dogging him all year. 
And, you know, I'm the type of guy willing to say, you know, give the guy a chance, man. Marcus Gasol is a pro. You know, even I look at him to score a boatload of points. He's a he's a professional. He has a uh, NBA ring that he got with Toronto. You know, he's a veteran. But uh, he's not doing a lot of scoring, and his defense is kind of suspect right now. And Kuzma, again, is um, kind of erratic himself. So that particular game against the Brooklyn Nets, uh, the Lakers just did not play well and lost that game. The more disappointing one right after that, of course, was a loss against Miami. And in my last episode, I touched on the last play of the game where the Lakers uh, stole the ball. LeBron James had a chance to uh, put up that three-point shot to win the game. Uh, He deferred to Caruso, who was scoreless in that game. And LeBron James gave it up to uh, Caruso, who missed the shot. Uh, Again, as I mentioned before, nothing against Caruso, but he was scoreless in that game, 0 for 3, played 20 minutes, scored no points. Um, Trez Harrell, he may be the only one that's playing uh, you know, kind of consistently right now. He was 7 out of 12 in that game for 18 points. But again, um, Keith Morris, uh, 0 for 3, 2 points in that game. Now, LeBron James again in that game, one out of eight from three, only one of eight. Tired legs, man. I'm telling you, the guy looks tired. Uh, Kuzma, he had a uh, decent game, eight out of 21 in that one. But KCP, 35 minutes, 11 points. You know, uh, Matthews got you 10. So that was a very, very disappointing loss to the uh, Miami Heat. That's a game that the Lakers uh, definitely could have won. And then this last game against Washington on Monday, Uh, Another overtime game. You know, Lakers have played like four overtime games in the month of February. And and again, that's taxing on the legs of uh, LeBron James as well. Overtime games. So against Washington, they lost 127 to uh, 124 against the the Wizards. And in that game, again, three-point range, LeBron James is only two of ten. They shot the ball 29 times. It's a lot of shots, man. 29 shots. He played 43 minutes in that game. He had nine rebounds, 13 assists, but he had eight turnovers. Okay? Eight. Eight turnovers. What does that tell you? Okay, again, tired. You know, you know, a lot of times when you're when you're tired, your legs are tired, your body's tired. Now your mind is tired. And you know, you may not be as focused as you would normally be. You know, I can't remember the last time LeBron James had eight turnovers in a game. I mean, he scored 31 points, but again, he had to carry the team. Kuzma had 14, uh, but he was only five out of 16 from the field. Uh, He did have 11 rebounds, so Kuzma is a much, much better rebounder than I've ever given him credit for. You know, when he gets a lot of minutes, he, um, he gets a lot of rebounds. KCP was 8 out of 15. He had a better game this time with 21 points. And again, Trez Harrell, he has been the most consistent Laker. Uh, He scored 26 points in that game. But the bottom line for the Lakers is, uh, again, they've lost three straight games. And, you know, it's not to a point yet where anybody's panicking. You know, I'm still going to stick to my guns and, and say that the Lakers and the Clippers will meet in the Western Conference Finals. I don't care about seedings at all. You know, seeding doesn't make any difference to me, not in this COVID-19 year. You know, you may have, by the time the playoffs come, you may have, uh, they may be uh, letting people in the stands. Maybe 
depending on what state you're in, maybe 25%, uh, 15%, 10% or whatever. But to me, it's just a glorified scrimmage with referees in a rec gym is the way I look at it. So I'm not worried about whether the the Lakers or the Clippers, for that matter, are number one seed, number two seed, three, four. It doesn't matter. They're going to make the playoffs unless something catastrophic happens. So, you know, not going to worry about that. But they may have to make some move at the All-Star break or immediately after the All-Star break when Anthony Davis is ready to come back. You know, maybe a uh, a shooter. You know, I don't have the answer uh, myself. You know, I don't know who's out there available, who who's looking to get rid of a player, who's uh, looking to get rid of a contract or something like that. But they may have to uh, look for a shooter, you know, someone that can stroke it from the outside. Uh, one interesting player that's available is Boogie Cousins, who was released by the Houston Rockets. And, you know, uh, would you bring Boogie Cousins back to the Lakers? You know, he's not the Boogie Cousins of old. He's not the Boogie Cousins of 10 years ago. But can he still play? I think he can. Can he contribute? Yeah, I think he can. You know, not as uh, to bring him as like an outside sharpshooter or anything like that. But, um, you know, when he was with the Lakers last year and injured and not playing, you know, he was the he was a the good soldier, man. He was on the bench rooting his team on. And, uh, you know, he wasn't causing any problems or anything like that. He may be able to come in and give the Lakers like a spark. So, uh, Rob Palenka, you know, you have your work cut out for you. You know, your team right now is in a in a little tailspin right now, but I think they'll recover. They do play tonight against Utah uh, at Utah. That's going to be a very, very tough game. And then after that, they have Portland. Of course, that's not a gimme. And then they have Golden State, who's going to be running up and down the court and Curry shooting threes all over the place. And then after that, they have Phoenix, the upstart Phoenix Suns, you know, Devin Booker and company. So it's not going to get any easier for the Lakers. But again, let's not panic. Let's see what uh Palinka's gonna do. Let's see if he'll shake the lineup up a little bit. And um when push comes to shove, I think the Lakers will be in the mix uh down the stretch, you know, come playoff time and you know when it's time to uh get busy. Get Anthony Davis back. Let's get busy and uh and uh meet the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals as I have always predicted on my show. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcast a lot to you and yours. It's Mr. X to the Z exhibit. Yeah. Bouncing. Come on. The first day of the rest of my life. X stand behind the mic like Okay, in my next segment, I'm going to talk about the LA Clippers who are in a better place right now than the Lakers, I must say. The Clippers have won two out of their last three games uh, since they got their two superstars back in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They win over Utah on Friday the 19th, a 116-112 win over the Jazz, which was sort of like a statement game, I called it. Then a very disappointing loss to the Brooklyn Nets. No thanks to the, the Zebras, the Stripes who I think just basically sucked the air out of the the Clippers in that particular ball game. I'll get to that one in a moment. And then, of course, uh, yesterday on the 23rd, Tuesday the 23rd, they beat the Washington Wizards 135-116. to 116. 
But let me go back to the Utah game, the first game back by uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who both uh, played a terrific game uh, in that ball game there. Kawhi Leonard uh, led the way with 29 points on 10 out of 24 from the field. He continues to be the the rock for this particular team. I mean, this guy, when he gets the ball down in the paint or gets it down low, and he does that turnaround, fadeaway, uh, mid-range jumper, it's nobody in the NBA that can stop that. Absolutely nobody. You don't find too many players who shoots the ball like that for medium range. As we all know nowadays in the NBA, these youngsters coming up now, it's either dunks or three-point shots. They don't particularly have really good mid-range games. Kawhi Leonard has that game. And, of course, he can also shoot from three. Now, in this particular game, he was 0 for 4. You know, he's not a dead-eye three-point shooter by any means, but you better not just leave him open and just dare him to shoot it because he'll shoot it and he'll make it. But his mid-range turnaround game is just unstoppable. The, the the kid is unbelievable, man. Paul George, 6 out of 14, didn't shoot that particularly well from the field. But he scored uh, 15 points and uh, 5 assists and uh, 6 rebounds. Paul George is, is uh, seems like every game now he is leading the team in assists, which, which, which gets me to another subject that I'll touch on a little bit. I've touched on in previous episodes about – what I think the need is for the Clippers, and that is another point guard. Patrick Beverly, <coughs> excuse me, actually had a pretty good game, that particular game against Utah. 17 points, 5 out of 7 from the field, 3 out of 5 from 3. But you're not going to get that consistently from, from Pat Bev. Um, nothing again, nothing against Pat Beverly. You know, his strength is defensive intensity, you know, brings leadership to that squad. But on an everyday basis, an every game basis, on a consistent basis, I don't think he's going to be the point guard that leads you to the promised land. I even saw a um, one of my Twitter followers who posted on on uh, my Twitter timeline that we don't need a point guard. Paul George is our point guard. Paul George can be our point guard leading us throughout the playoffs. And I responded. Uh, okay, so if that's the case, and what happens to Pat Bev? Well, Pat Bev can just, you know, he plays defense, and he he could be the catch-and-shoot guy. Really? Patrick Beverly, catch-and-shoot. Whenever you, whenever you ever seen Patrick Beverly catch a pass and shoot in the same motion? No, you, you must be thinking about someone else, dude. Pat Beverly is not that guy. And Paul George is not going to be your consistent every-minute point guard it's not his position he's not going to do that so the Clippers will live and die with 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 Beverly being their point guard if that's the case then hey let's hope Pat Bev leaves the 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 Clippers at least to the Western Conference Finals which I think they still will do even with Patrick Beverly at the point guard against the Los Angeles Lakers and then what happens after that we'll see Uh, Marcus Morris Sr. had a really good game uh, in this particular game against Utah, scoring 17 points out of 7-11 uh, from the field, 3-5 of five from, from three-point land. Uh, he can definitely shoot the ball. It's, it's, it's no doubt about that. And uh, Zubak, though, he only had a, a three points in that game. Uh, Lou Williams, he continued his uh, torrid pace of scoring. 
in that particular game with 19 points. Now, the next game against the uh, Heat, he did not do so well. I'm sorry, against Brooklyn, he did not do so well. I'll, I'll touch on that in a second. Um, Luke Kennard, I mean, you guys know I'm mentioning his name. He did not play in the Utah game. Now, uh, you know, does he have a sore leg or something like that? You know, maybe that's the some of the news that's coming out of L.A. Uh, personally, I just think it's a coach's decision uh, that he's not playing. Uh, it's just my take on it with uh, with Luke Kennard. But anyway, that next game against the Brooklyn Nets that I just mentioned, the one that the referees just sucked the air out of the Clippers and the Clipper fans, the Clipper Nation, 112-108 victory by Brooklyn. The game where the flop, the flop of the year so far that James Harden did uh, against Kawhi Leonard towards the end of that game, that game should have went into overtime, but... Uh, the flopper, Harden. You know he's he's always been a flopper, continues to be a flopper, and down the line he still would be a flopper. You know that's that's just what he does. Kind of remind me of the uh, uh, the movie Friday with the uh, liquor store scene uh, where the guy fell on the ground. Let's let's take a quick listen to that. Oh, I'm hurt. Oh, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. Oh. I want a hundred and fifty thousand, but we can start out of court right now for twenty bucks. Man, get your punk ass up! Now I'm not gonna go as far as calling James Harden a punk ass, but come on, man, that that was just a flop of the century, dude. A flop of the century, you know. You know, Kawhi, yeah, he made it, made it stuck that arm out just a little bit, but you know, Harden just seemed like he got ran over by a Mack truck. And the and the uh, the zebra, you know, called that an offensive foul. So in any event, that was a disappointing loss to the Brooklyn Nets uh, in that particular game. Uh, the Harden, though, speaking of Harden, they just couldn't stop him. I mean, he James Harden was James Harden in that game, uh, and they did not have Kevin Durant, by the way. And the Brooklyn Nets are playing some lights out basketball right about now. I will admit, Harden was thirteen out of twenty five. Uh, 37 points, four out of nine from three piece land, uh, 10 rebounds, seven assists. He still leads the NBA in assists. Dude was balling. Give him credit for that. Dude was balling. Kyrie Irving. I mean, what, what can you say about this guy? He amazes me every time I see him play 12 out of 26 from the field. He was only two out of 11 from three, but he had eight assists, 28 points. You know, when this when this kid gets in the lane, man, it's 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 all over with. Left-handed shots, right-handed, you know, contorts his body all kind of ways. You know, Bruce Brown, who came over from the Detroit Pistons in that hardened trade, six out of ten, um, he was balling with thirteen points. DeAndre Jordan, with a very very important uh, left-handed tip, put back towards the end of that game. Um, he must have had some revenge on his mind uh, against the Clippers. He played very well, 11 rebounds and uh, four block shots, 13 points. So uh, DeAndre came back and played a really good game. In terms of the Clippers, Paul George, now this is this is really, really strange here. And uh, Ty Lue at the end of the game, to me, really did not give a good answer for this. But Paul George only played 33 minutes, but he was 12 out of 19 from the field, 
four out of nine from three-piece land, 34 points, seven assists, six rebounds. But toward the end of that game, down the stretch, Paul George is watching on the sidelines. And the question was asked of Ty Lue, you know, what, what, you know, what, pretty much what was the reason that Paul George was not in the lineup? And I can't remember verbatim what Ty Lue said, but it just didn't make any sense to me. You know, the situation was dictating who was on the floor and they had taken him out of the game. I don't, I don't know if they could have had a timeout to put him back in. Whatever the case may be, it didn't make any sense. Now, from what many people are saying is that uh, Paul George has a drop dead minute per game uh, target of 33 minutes. And that's exactly what he played. So you mean to tell me if you left him in the game two minutes longer for 35 minutes, I mean, that's going to be detrimental to his um, season or it's a possibility he may get hurt. I mean, you leave it up to Paul George, he'd have been in that game, of course. So I didn't get that at all. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, you know, played a Kawhi Leonard game, 9-19 from the field, 5 out of 9 from three-piece land, 12 uh, rebounds. And he scored 29 points. But the rest of the Clippers squad didn't get much. Didn't get much at all. Uh, uh, Batum only scored three points. One out of six from the field. You got uh, Serge Ibaka. He played okay. He was four out of eight for eight points. He had eight rebounds. Uh, And then, of course, you have Patrick Beverly, whom, again, I think is not the point guard that's going to lead them. But we'll see. He scored five points on only two out of six from the field. Now, uh, Zubak, going down to the bench, Zubak had 13 points. But other than that, you know, Marcus Moore Sr., only five points. Reggie Jackson, you know, I don't think he got hurt in that game from what I can remember. He only scored, uh, well, he didn't score any points, but only played four minutes. Lou Williams, I don't know what is going on or what was going on with Lou Williams in that game, but he only scored five points. Now, Lou Williams have been playing really, really well lately. Uh, especially when George and uh, Kawhi Leonard were out. He was really leading the uh, Clippers in scoring. Uh, This particular game, he did play 22 minutes, but he was only 2 of 11 from the field. He only scored five points. I I don't know what was going on with him in that game. looked like he was sort of just out there drifting, disinterested, space land somewhere. Not sure what was going on with him. Terrence Mann, you you got six points out of him. And you know who I'm going to say, Luke Kennard, again, did not play. Coach's decision, the $64 million man, did not play in this game at all. $64 million stacks. You know, a theft job from the ownership of the Clippers, Steve Ballmer. You got to eat that $64 million, man. That's all I can tell you with that one. I saw that one coming a mile away when they signed him for that much money, but I digress. And then the uh, the last game, of course, against the Washington Wizards, uh, the Clippers scored 135 points in that game. They handled Washington pretty well. Uh, Kawhi with uh, 32 points, 13 out of 20 from the field, 3 of 7 from 3-piece land, 32 points. He did his thing, the Kawhi Leonard thing, turnaround jumpers, uh, from mid-range, posting smaller guys up, going to the basket. You know, he shot the three a little better than uh, the previous uh, couple of games. He was three out of seven. Like I said, if you leave him open, he will hit the three. 
Paul George, 29 minutes. Doesn't look like they're going to play. Uh, Ty Lue is going to play him more in 33. Uh, he only played, well, not only, but he played 29 minutes in this game. 11 out of 17 from the field. Six out of seven from three-piece land. He scored 30 points. <clears throat> Excuse me, Pat Bev, the point guard for the Clippers. Five points. Five points in 20 minutes. And one assist from your point guard. That's all I got to say there. Serge Ibaka, only six points in this game. Now, the bench played a lot better uh, this particular game, uh, with the exception of Luke Kennard, who only played 11 minutes and scored three points. You're a $64 million man. I digress. Uh, Terrence Mann, 12 points. He plays more minutes nowadays than Luke Kennard does. Terrence Mann, five out of seven from the field. You know, he, you're getting contributions from him. It looks like he's the one that should be making the $64 million. Uh, Reggie Jackson, 6 out of 12. He played 28 minutes in this game, Reggie Jackson, so I, I'm not even sure what's going on with him. His minutes are now sort of inconsistent. Um, but in this particular game, he he played 28 minutes, scored 17 points. You know, had had one of his best games in, the, you know, the last few. Uh, Zubak was 6 to 6. He made all of his uh, shots and, and secured 12 rebounds, 12 points. So – the Clippers, they are, um, you know, let's 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 wait a few more games to see how this this thing is working out with the return of the stars. You know, you're gonna they're gonna play well, but the key to the Clippers is their their bench play and their supporting uh, stars. You know how well they play. I think that's what's going to dictate how well the Clippers do from this point forward. Again, they will make the Western Conference Finals. I know I sound like a broken record, but they will. They will meet the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. No doubt about that. The upcoming opponent, opponents for the uh, Clippers, uh, they play Memphis uh, starting Thursday. Two games against Memphis. So that should be interesting with uh, John Morant going up against, say, the Claw. And uh, and then Sunday they play uh, Milwaukee, the Greek Freak. Let's see what the, see what they can do against the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and the Greek Freak. So Clippers, Lakers, again, you all will be meeting down the line. Uh, L.A. It'll be time to throw a party. You know, you Clippers and you Lakers fans that jaw back and forth on Twitter. You know, you'll be able to say, okay, now it's time. We're going up against each other. We'll see which L.A. team is the best. And then whoever wins can rejoice, you know, have a nice little celebration as they go to the NBA Finals against someone from the East. And uh, you control whoever the loser is. And then whoever loses that series, of course, uh, you know, you can wallow in self-pity You'll probably blame the referees or something like that. And uh, you just wait until next year. So with that, L.A. fans, I will leave it there. I'd like to thank you all for listening. I'd also like to thank the Basketball uh, Podcast Network for putting this on. And until the next episode, make sure that you wear your mask, social distance, and wash your hands thoroughly every single time you get the chance. Until the next episode, peace.